you better be careful with what you say to yourself. Be careful and start loving you. Because I, I had to love me, bro. If I ever wanted to get out of my situation, I had to love me first. The first step in anything great in the, and phenomenal in your life, anything that's creating a legacy, you got to love you. Welcome to the Superhuman Life. I'm your host, Frank Rich, and this is the only podcast in the world dedicated to helping men break free from the shackles of addiction through the power of faith and fitness. It is our goal with every episode to help you take back control and rebuild your body, mind, and spirit. And we do so by bringing you real and raw conversations with people just like you, aiming to find their place in this world while dealing with the everyday struggles and battles that we all face. Now, it is my belief that we were all created for a specific purpose. And if we can harness that belief or faith, then take control of our mind and body or fitness, then we can ultimately create the life that we've always dreamed about, our own superhuman life. I want to let you know how grateful and blessed I am to have you here with me today. Let's get on to today's show. You know, in my lifetime, I've been incredibly blessed and fortunate to both work with and train with some real elite level athletes. I mean, we're talking pro bodybuilders, pro wrestlers, pro athletes of all sports, of all walks of life. Uh, But the guest that we have on today's show takes the term world class athlete to a whole nother level. And you'll understand what I'm talking about when we do his formal introduction here in a few moments. Um, But it's not so much his success that he had in athletics or success that he had um, on the Olympic stage that ultimately define our guests on today's show. And that's not the real mission of today's episode. And we're going to get into that because what we're truly trying to show every single person out there listening to this episode is it doesn't matter what you've been through, what you've gone through, where you've reached a pinnacle of success. Uh, We all deal with the same fears, doubts, struggles of everyday life. And it's in those moments uh, when we really unlock and find our true greatness. And that's the mission of what we're trying to do with every single episode. But more specifically with today's episode, uh, we want to give you the tools. We want to give you the tactics. We want to give you the courage inside of yourself to step into your fear, to step into your calling, to step into your living legacy. And I'm so incredibly honored to have our guest with us today. Now, Charles Clark, like I said, was a world-class at world-class athlete and at one time the sixth fastest man in the world guys there's a photo on his instagram of him running alongside of usain bolt the fastest man in the world so he was a world-class athlete at one time the sixth fastest man in the world but his trajectory changed and when he suffered a debilitating injury and then hit rock bottom uh but his journey from surviving to thriving was built on foundational strategies that have helped him completely transform his life. And we dive deep into what some of those strategies are, what they were, and how you can apply them to your life. Now, this became a proven process for Charles that would help others come into alignment with their authentic self so that they could thrive too. And that's his mission in his life right now. And that's everything that he's doing, everything he's putting out in the world, is to help you go from surviving to thriving Now, Charles is Thrive Planner. His weekly Thrive podcast, his Thrive events in the Thrive Coaching have been used by tens of thousands of people all over the world seeking a way out of their pain and into the purpose. So, guys, so incredibly honored to have Charles with me here on this episode today. There's so much value in this. We we really talk about what you need to find within yourself uh, to lean into that faith, to step out of that fear, to step into you what Charles defines as your living legacy. And guys, with that, I'm so incredibly humbled to have this with you. Now, if you are enjoying these episodes, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do us just two simple favors. If you can't help us grow the audience, grow the show by sharing it with somebody out there that you know this message is going to resonate. And also, if you can help us tap into that iTunes algorithm by leaving a rating, leaving a five-star review. Guys, I love you so much. This The, the mission of the show, like I've shared numerous times, is to help real men dealing with struggles break out of the shackles of addiction through the power of faith and fitness. And those messages, those tips, those strategies are sprinkled throughout every single episode and sprinkled out of today's episode. So without further ado, guys, Frank Rich with Charles Clark, helping you step out of your fear into your living legacy. I love you all. Hope you enjoy the show.
Charles, my brother, man, welcome to the Superman Life. I am I'm so incredibly just blessed and honored to have you here today. And the reason being, like I shared with you kind of uh, the few minutes we were chatting before the conversation yeah. is very rarely uh, do you get an opportunity to speak to somebody of, of your caliber. And what I'm talking about, and I know people heard in the intro, uh, is, is your background and the time you spent as a world-class sprinter. And, and yeah. when we talk in world-class, we're, we're talking, what was it, sixth fastest yeah. man in, in the world? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. I want I want people to kind of I wrap their their heads around that for a minute because you know for most of us standing in a circle of eight people uh, we wouldn't even be the sixth fastest person in that <laughs> circle. Yet uh, here with us today we have what at one point was uh, the sixth fastest man. And I know we're going to get into that because I really want to kind of open it up and let you share uh, your story. And I know that's a small piece of it. Um, and ultimately, it's kind of, you know, this bigger impact that you're having um, in your life right now. But I know we got to kind of take people kind of through that journey. Um, yeah. It was in some of those moments when you probably felt like you were on top of the world that things kind of came crashing down, which ultimately led you to what you're doing today. Um, but why don't you take us back a little bit? You know, I, I, I think to, to really set this tone for who Charles is, for everything that he's accomplishing now, we need to kind of get into a little bit of the background. So, you know, maybe take us back to some of those running days, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then ultimately kind of like where you hit that peak. I mean, we're like, like I said, we're talking one of the fastest men in the world competing against um, some of the most recognizable, you know, one of the most recognizable faces um, in the, you know, in the sports and in athletic field, Usain Bolt. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Little Charles, you know, what got him into it? What got him into running? Um, you know, and, and, and in doing this, I think we're going to get a lot of kind of key takeaways for people to, to unpack. Uh, but yeah, once you kind of take us, take us down that journey. Um, and then ultimately, you know, like I said, I know it's, it's been a journey for you to get to the point where you're at now. And it took, uh, really stepping out of, uh, your fear, um, and, and into your face. So I, I really want to kind of set the foundation though. Um, with, with little Charles and, you know, this incredible athletic, athletic background that you have. Yeah, man. Uh, it all started in elementary school, fifth grade, you know, there's a thing called field day, you know, like the last day of school and everybody getting ready to compete. You got jump rope, you got all these things going on. And then you have the fastest kids in the school to run against each other. And that, that was my moment then. And my friend, my best friend at the time, Andre, he was like, Charles, you need to run this race. And I'm like, what? Why do I need to run this race? And he was like, just do it. And I want you to pretend like Aisha is at the finish line. Now, Aisha was a girl I had a crush on. Okay. And she had moved from, she moved, she left us in the second grade. And, you know, she was always on my mind all the way from, you know, fifth grade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, so he said, pretend like Aisha's down at the finish line. And I was, we all lined up at the, at the uh, starting line, me and some other guys, and I ran. And I, I didn't stop running since then. And, you know, so that kind of like started my, my track career. And that's when I discovered the gift that I had. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't just average. It was, it was actually something that was phenomenal. And, and you know, honestly, I, I wasn't good at much in life. Um, I wasn't a good reader or writer growing up. And this was my, my moment to prove to myself that I'm good, that I'm great, that I can make something of myself. And with, when, you know, when you have like something that's so precious to you and it's not like you have all these other things that are lined up for it, for excellence in your life, you take it very seriously. And, and so with that, I, I, I did, I was dedicated. Mm. I was the first to show up to practice. I was the last to leave. I would bust my butt every single set even if the guys were taller than me, stronger than me, faster than me, I was willing to give it my all every single time. And in those moments of me giving it my all, even though other athletes might have been more talented than me, it allowed me to position myself to be where I am now, you know, to to run against some of the fastest men in the world, like Usain Bolt, to to be in in that in that category mm. of 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 excellence, of, you know, you're doing things for your country, not just for yourself. And that brings me, you know, to just just living intentional that way, man. When you have something that's precious, you don't want to take it for granted. Mm. Um, and so everything I do, I, I take it just like that in fifth grade. Now, just like that moment. 
all the way back in in fifth grade, like you, I mean, you had this this intention. Like, now was this something that was kind of bred into you from from your parents? Did you were you born kind of in an athletic environment? Did you have older brothers or or siblings or family? Like, I mean, yeah. was there was there something um, that was being taught to you, or was it just something like from inside? It, it definitely something in in me. You know, uh, my mom. Well, she raised three kids on her own. She ran track in high school, but she got pregnant with my my brother. Mm. Um, so athleticism wasn't something like of the family. Okay. And I don't know, man. You just, when you know, like, this is where you need to be, you pursue it wholeheartedly, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully you have enough urgency inside of you to know that life is short and you might as well try. You might as well not care about what other people think about you in your pursuit. And that was just me, man. I I wanted to live my life and I wanted to, to make my family proud. I wanted to make myself proud um, and, and overcome those obstacles that most people face. Like we all have cards. Like we all are dealt bad hands. Yeah. Nobody has a perfect hand. And it's your responsibility to make something of what you got. Gotcha. I got you. Okay. So, so fifth grade field day, I remember those like they were yesterday. It was like, just like you. I mean, I, I wasn't great at a lot of things, but sports was definitely like a calling for yeah. me. So, so you're out there, you're running, you're, you're chasing after this girl kind of, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, but I know that the journey to, to getting to, to where you did, like there was definitely some more, uh, struggle. Some, I mean, were, were there doubts along the way? Like, like take us to career. Uh, from fifth grade to stepping on that, you know, kind of Olympic track and, and yeah, um, some of the elitist. So, and, and like I said, in middle school, I, I still struggled academically and high school, I was doing the same. Uh, I wasn't a, a smart kid as, as people want to say, I had a 2.4 GPA and I was taking the SAT and ACT couldn't pass it with the score that I needed for my GPA. And I was now honestly, I was looking at the choice to sell or settle or persevere. Mm. I was I sat out a semester in college, watched my friends go into college without me, and I was sitting here trying to take this stupid SAT and ACT. <laughs> I was the number one recruit in the country, yet I could not get over this test. And finally, I took it in September. I failed it. October, I failed it. Meanwhile, everybody else is in college. Uh, November, I failed it again, and. I don't know. I think a lot of people will give up at that point. A lot of people say, oh, let me just go to a junior college. Let me just go to a, you know, a local college. And I'm not, you know, uh, hating on any local, local, uh, athletes who pursued that route. But as for me, I, I wanted the best for me. Mm-hmm. And the last time I could take it was in December. And I passed that test by one point. And that's when I went on to Florida State University. And I guess I understood this very principle. You can be talented, but talented will not take you far. You got to turn your talent into refined skill. Mm. And that was what I had to do on this academic journey. I, even though I wasn't talented, but I had to turn it into a skill. Mm. I had to, to get over, get over this, this standard of how people go into college. So I turned that into skill, ended up making a Dean's List ACC on a roll in college um, grad, graduated from Florida State University, a postgraduate scholarship recipient for the ACC. And everything just started to turn in, in a different way for me. I, I began to understand more about life. It was just, just beginning to evolve in this, this bigger picture. And, and then, you know, um, after running for the USA, um, that's when things really changed for me. Yeah, and I think that's where where I ultimately want to to kind of get to because you know a lot of people will will look at those accomplishments. I mean, um, you know, there's just a sheer fact of of running to that elite level, but overcoming that and then getting to that point, like most people would, um, you know, what throw the hat in, like I've accomplished. Yeah. You know, you you said it from the beginning. It was like this is what you were you know put here to to do. So most people would say, oh yeah, once I've accomplished that, now I'm just going to go on and kind of live this ordinary regular life. But right. you've had some you know you've had some trials and tribulations that you had to to really face and and overcome. And I think that's ultimately where we can kind of get to. Um, yeah. and, and, to and Frank, you know, like don't we all? Yeah. Like don't we all have 
something that we that we're struggling with, something that we want to arrive to. We all got that. And for those who think that it's not that way, you are sadly mistaken. So the stuff that you're dealing with, somebody got something else that they're dealing with. Somebody, somebody might got something harder that they're that they're facing with. But you got to look at that one obstacle that's in the way, and you got to say, "I'm getting over that, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting over. I'm getting over it because there's something better on the other side of what I'm facing." Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, I've, I've become a big fan of yours just in, you know, these last few weeks. I know I reached out to you uh, oh, yeah. directly on Instagram. Uh, one of your ads popped up and, you know, you're, you're running events, you're, you know, you're coaching, you're, you know, you're doing a lot of things in, in business now. Uh, but something that's very consistent in a lot of your messaging is that overcoming uh, fear. And um, I heard something on a podcast that you shared and it was, it was a phrase, um, you, you have the choice to choose fear or to choose faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to, you know, first let's talk about, um, you know, your fears. You know, I know we talked about your career and that you've, you know, you've had to overcome quite a bit, but, um, what was that transition point from you from being elite world-class athlete? Um, you know, there was a, there was a point in your life where, um, a lot of that was, was taken away from you or all of it was, um, and and then you've, you know, you've, you've had to go through quite a bit and you've had to kind of step into your, into your fear. So, so what were some of those moments in, in your life where, you know, maybe fear possibly was getting, um, the better side of, of Charles and, and then how were you able to, you know, get to the point now where you're, you know, well sought after speaker, you know, helping incredible businesses, helping men, helping women, just, just leading, you know, what I believe you call your thrive tribe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think we got to kind of go to that point where, you know, um, Charles was possibly not on this path that he's, that he's on mm. right now. Ah, oh, man, it was, after, it was 120 meter sprints that I had in practice. I was in college still, my senior year, and I heard a pop in my right mm-hmm. quad muscle. And that pain, I felt like it was it was a 99% tear in my muscle, my rectus femoris. And I think at that point in my life, I knew it was going to be really hard at that point. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you, when you, when you laying that path out in, in front of you, and then next thing you know, somebody just whoosh, just tears up the path and you got to recreate something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, along that journey of, you know, running professionally, I moved back at home. My mom uh, borrowing her car to living, living on her food, like all those things, like fear definitely crept into my life. Mm-hmm. I felt like. I'm never going to get over this moment that that one incident that happened in my life will define the rest of my life, that the relationship that I had, I'll never find anything like that again. The coach that I had, everybody's going to give up on me. I'll never be able to support myself because I'm 23 years old living at Mm -hmm. home. My mom, fear creeps in and it, you know, the, the thing about fear though, Fear is a necessary part about life, but it's not intended for you to live in fear. Mm. Fear is something that you're supposed to be aware of, but not some, something that you're supposed to live in. We, we have to learn to recognize fear, but then step over those borders. So in, in, my, in my situation, when all those fears were were alive and and it felt so real i chose to not be brave i chose to allow other people to put labels on me and i became a victim of my own story but the moment i had i i had enough guts and balls to like say well this is my fear i fear judgment so this this is why i'm not moving this is why i am becoming a victim of my own story and so I, I, I literally took that fear that was choking me, gripping me to the point where I felt like I could not move. I placed it on my path towards, to, towards my success. And I, I began to share my story. And it wasn't a half version of me. It wasn't like, hey, guys, you can be great. You can, you can do anything you want to do. 
No, this is the truth about life. Mm. And this is how we need to position ourselves if we ever want to get over our our struggle, if we ever want to get over our failure. And the moment I started to be brave in that and be vulnerable as a man to to share my story, that's when the impact started to happen. That's when I started traveling around the world, impacting tens of thousands of people each year. And I, I say that with all gratitude and humility. But the thing we got to understand is we cannot allow fear to be a place where we reside, but we have to be brave enough to step over those boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. I I resonate 100%. And and you and I wouldn't be sitting here today having this conversation. We wouldn't be sharing this with the world if if I didn't do exactly the same thing. Like, you know, you and I spoke and I mean, it's, you know, I've shared it across multiple episodes here and I've shared it on other people's podcasts. It's like, for me, um, I always felt the pull to like kind of be a, a leader and, and kind of, you know, be the one from the front. Um, but I was only, I was only half in. I was only really sharing a part of who I was. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I think you used the word vulnerable. Um, and it makes me bring up, uh, it makes me think of a conversation we had on our most recent episode with Eric Salzenstein. Um, and he used the term, um, hearts, uh, centric alpha. And, and really it's, um, you know, as a man, as, as somebody that's trying to, um, you know, provide content and have real impact, it's like opening Mm -hmm. up and, and sharing all the good in life because it really is incredible. This life that we, that we get to live, uh, but also sharing, sharing, you know, those, those darker moments, you know, the struggles, those pain points that we go through. Um, so when you, you know, when you say like we we all need to be aware of aware of these fears um, in our lives, but but ultimately it's like we can't be scared of them. Like we have to know that they're there. Um, what are some what are some tools that that you use um, either for yourself and the coaching that you do? Like some real actionable um, things that people can possibly implement into the life to saying you know what I have this fear right there and it's been with me. For my entire life, you know, maybe it's um, it's it's a fear of of stepping into a promotion, or it's a fear of it's a fear of the weight room, or it's a fear of um, you know weight loss, or you know the show is yeah. built around addiction recovery. Like yeah. we have all these fears, and and a lot of those things are just band aids to mask um, and cover up the pain. So so what are some real actionable you know tips that that either you're you're doing daily or things that you're in your coaching that you're providing to people that that allows them to to lean into and step into mm-hmm. I, I think the biggest thing that, that that most people are facing uh although we we might say I fear you know I I fear failure or I fear the unknown I fear inadequacy it's really rooted in the fear of self. Mm. We fear, we fear who we are. And the reason why I know this is because when, when we say like, Hey, if you could do anything in the world and, and nobody would know that you failed in your pursuit to achieve those things, would it hurt? Would you be afraid? You'd be like, no, I wouldn't. I'll do it again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Oh, until, like, could you, could you try something and fail without right, anybody else? Right. And nobody, nobody else knows. Mm. You, you would not be afraid. Right. And so that tells me that the reason why we're not doing something is, be, is because we're worried about what other people will think about who I truly am. Mm. So there's the blocker. And the moment you turn on somebody else's switch for your life, <laughs> you rob yourself of becoming more of who you are meant to be. So a very like simple step that you can take is you got to ask yourself when you're living in fear, when you're living in the, the territory of, of not your excellence, like when you're living in, in, in somebody else's story, like you got to ask yourself, is this really me? Am I showing up for me? Like the show up is the greatest thing that you can do because once you start turning on other people's switch for your life, you begin to shine. Like, I, I know that's like, that's the simplest way I can put it. When I think about the moments in my life, when I was in failure, when I was in fear, it's because I did not show up for me. And if we had enough courage to show up for ourselves, our story would be a lot different. So you got to ask yourself like, Hey, 
Well, ask yourself, what are five ways that I can show up for myself today? Like if you, if you struggle with pornography, if you struggle with addiction, if you struggle with anxiety, if you struggle with fearing that in fearing inadequacy, if you struggle with those things, what are five ways that I can show up for myself? Well, one simple way is having gratitude. That was one thing that really changed my life in the moments of thinking that, Hey, I have nothing. And when you look at like, some of you guys might be there right now. I feel Mm -hmm. like I have nothing, but when you can look at your lack and you can be grateful, it becomes abundance. And when you are able to see abundance in your life, now the new chapter is beginning to turn its page and you are stepping into this new light in your life. Like, but you can't move forward, guys. Like, if you are looking at your situation like it's the worst thing, when you look at you, when you begin to look at your situation as the best thing that can happen for me, that's when something new happens. And that's exactly when I think about my story. I said, thank you for the breakup. I said, thank you for the coach that left me. I said, thank you for, you know, living at home, my mom, eating up her groceries. Thank you for all of that, because now I get an opportunity to set myself up for the next step. I took ownership, Mm. right? And ownership means that I control what happens next. So in that gratitude, you, you, you take ownership. Yeah. So, so speaking on having complete ownership, ownership of your of your life, ownership of your day, ownership of, you know, of your fear and your thoughts and tying it into, you know, you said five things a day. Um, I know one thing that you're real big on, um, is, is planning. You, mm-hmm. you know, you have your, your thrive planner. Um, it's yeah. a big element, a big part of, of your life. So, yeah. um, talk about the importance of, you know, a daily plan, um, whether that's a morning, evening routine and just having, um, you know, kind of your day, weeks, um, months mapped out, um, yeah. in terms of, you know, just, just becoming, you know, the, the, the yeah. greatest version of, of yourself. Right. Uh, I, I would like to like take a back step with that. And that's the vision before we can plan. We have to have a vision for ourselves. Okay. Nothing comes parallel to that. Mm. It's the place where everything phenomenal begins. And can you just like, like, can you guys just like enjoy this moment with me right now? I want you to think about the the big goal that you have that that goal that you see for your life like what does that look like what people are involved where will you travel what achievement will you accomplish like think of all those those tangible things think of all what would that do for you internally mm. wow i'm i'm sure like some people are right now getting chills just thinking about this is a vision for my life. And nobody else sees that but you. You are the first one to see it. Like, and I, I imagine how Martin Luther King felt when he had this I have, have a dream speech. Like he could cause the world to see it and believe his dream. Now that we're living it right now, that Disney World, you know, Walt Disney could paint the preliminary sketches of Disney World surrounded by nothing but Florida Swampland. That's, that's the power of a vision right there, guys. Mm. And that's the beauty of what we have. And we can never take that for granted. But most people, what we do is we stop at that vision and we just go pursue. We put action to it. But here's what we got to understand. That plans in your head is as good as dead. Plans in your head is as good as dead. But the moment you write down what you see internally, that's when it becomes, that's when you materialize that sucker. You know, like you begin Mm. to, to unfold what is inside of you. So the, the planning aspect of that is so crucial. And when I, when I started to become an entrepreneur, I said, I'm going to be the number one speaker in the world. I see it. I see it all. I see me traveling. I see me impacting lives. I, I, I see books. I see, you know, jets. <laughs> you know, I see money in my bank account. I see, I see happiness. Mm. but I didn't see a plan, you know? And what, like, so think, think, like, think about it like this, right? Like if I were to ask you what's blank times blank equals two, you could give me the answer, right? Yeah. Two times and, one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> so then we say if a little harder one, I would say blank times blank equals one twenty. 
you would be like, oh, I could figure that out. That's, you know, 10 and two, 10 12 and 12. Times, 12 times 10. Yeah, 12 yeah. times 10. Yeah. 10 and 12. But then when I ask people, blank times blank equals your dream. Oh, I don't know, bro. Mm. Let me just give up. But all those other equations, you could like map it out. You can say, hey, this is how I arrive to this answer. And that's exactly what we must do to get to our dream. We got to start writing out what we see for our lives. So when I started to change and pivot in that way, that's when I created a Thrive Planner, uh, a 90-day planner to help people move their big goals towards the finish line. That's when I started really making an impact, man. And I got out of the struggle. I got out of, you know, worrying about the next month. Like, am I going to have enough? And it sucks to like live in that constantly. Am I going to have enough? And, you know, my thing is like plan your life out and you will have more than enough. When you work with your plan, you control what happens next. That's another form of that ownership. Mm-hmm. So, guys, like if you step into your power by planning out what you see, like write down the, the, that crazy vision. Like think about those those many those many goals within that big goal that you have. What are those actionable steps that you can take uh, each week in order to achieve that big goal for your life? It's very simple. It's not like you you have to like be a <laughs> a scientist to figure out the the equation for success when it comes to your vision. You just have to be brave enough to try to figure out some things. That that didn't work. Let me try something else. But you got to write it out. Yeah, no, I love I love where you took that and that you you actually brought it back a little bit to before planning, you have to have the vision because it's been a consistent theme in in every single episode and it's, you know, it's it's really across my entire life the importance of understanding the 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 bigger picture. Yeah. Um, you know, just I I, I like to use a kind of Gary Vee terminology. I don't know if you're a fan of, of Gary Vee, but he talks yeah. kind of clouds and dirts. You know, clouds, it's like understanding kind of the big picture. Like, this is what I'm going after. This is what, these are my dreams. This is the vision of my life. Um, and then the dirt, mm-hmm. it's that day-to-day grind, that execution of it. Um, you know, literally, you feel like sometimes you're you're falling in the dirt. Like, it's, it's going to get yeah. hard. It's going to be challenging. Um, yeah. But understanding that the clouds are still there and that's the big picture. Right. That I'm working towards. Um, because without that, I think it's, it's much easier to, to give up. Like if you, if you don't have it clearly defined on, on where you're trying to go, on what that bigger picture is, on what that dream, what that vision is, the minute something gets hard, um, it's like it's so easy to pivot and say, no, I'm just going to go over here where it's a settle. You want to go in settle mode. Yeah. But all you really need is just one step. What is the one step that I can take that can get me closer? And I just that simple plan alone, like plan, plan step one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if we all can just do that right now, like, hey, what's that one thing that I can do to get closer to that goal? All right, you got that. That's really simple. Okay, what is the next thing that I can do? And then the next thing you know, you have your vision that's way out there, and you have you who is at the starting line. And you begin to connect this piece together. Mm. There's no longer a disconnect between what you and uh, what you visualize, right? It's and then it becomes easy to materialize that thing because it's a connection between those thoughts. So, so, so bringing it back to to Charles and bringing it back to kind of kind of your journey. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I know the listeners want to know, and I and I think it's so valuable. Like this is really what we're about. It, you know, sharing journeys and and sharing people's stories. So, so here you were, you know, like from the time that you were, you know, in fifth grade, like you were destined to be one of the greatest in the world, you know, and, and you accomplished it. I mean, sixth fastest man. Um, but then, you know, due to kind of a series of life events, injury, um, you know, being dropped by your coach, being dumped by your girlfriend, you're at that point of, um, you know, Set like you had settled, you know, into falling back into a life, but you had these dreams, you had these ambitions, um, in, in this vision of really impacting the world. So what were, you know, what were some of the things that, that brought you out of, um, out of those places? And, you know, 
what were your first steps and you know how has that evolved over time to get to the point where where today you know like you said you're impacting tens of thousands of people around the world with your voice and and your message but what were those what were those real key pivotal um things that you leaned on in in your first steps in getting you out of um that point of depression and 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 where can really people look to in themselves yeah man I, I had to work on me first. If you ever want to make a difference in the world, you got to love you. If you can't love you, you can't expect to love your neighbor. And I remember when I would wake up during that time where, I, where it was my rock bottom and I would look at myself in the mirror and I, I would feel worthless. I would feel like nobody would want to love somebody like me. And I got fed up with like, like looking at myself like that. <laughs> like, dang, what a, what a shallow place to be, Charles. Mm. And I said, you know, I'm tired of talking to myself like this. I'm like me. I'm choosing to talk to me like this. I don't even talk to people like that on the street. But I, I can talk to myself like that. What kind of, what kind of human am I? So then I said, you know what, bump this, you know, I'm going to start looking at myself in the mirror. Even though I have confidence, I began to tell myself, man, you, you look good, boy. <laughs> you looking sharp, man. You, you are charming. And, and then next thing you know, I, I, I said to myself, I want to write down will statements. So because I didn't have confidence, because I didn't feel like worthy, I started to write down all of those things that I didn't feel like I was, and on the other sheet of the paper, I would put all the things I would become. So if I felt like I was, I was ugly, <laughs> I would say, I will be charming today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, all these, these will statements, I still do these to this day. I said, I, I, I will be confident in my ability to perform today. I will smile today and say hello. Even though I couldn't smile at a time where I was broken, I would say all these things. I will let my actions represent love. And it become, became like an audio recording for my life. Like I am going to project this out loudly. This is going to become my anthem. Mm-hmm. And I began to say, oh, well, I will get more clients today. I will have a six-figure income. I will make something. I'm like, I began to just talk to myself, bro. And, and, and then the, this became, my words became the manifestation of my life. And what you speak to yourself, that's what you're going to project out into your life that you have, even if it's internally. When we understand our thoughts control our actions and our actions create habits and habits create a lifestyle, you better be careful with what you say to yourself. Be careful and start loving you. Because I, I had to love me, bro. If I ever wanted to get out of my situation, I had to love me first. Yeah. First step in anything great in the, and phenomenal in your life, anything that's cr- creating a legacy, you got to love you. Start there. In- in- incredible. No, I mean, I, it's funny as you're saying that, like that, almost that exact quote, uh, your thoughts become your, your habit or thoughts become your words, your words become your habits, your habits become your routine. And ultimately it's your routine that becomes your destiny. I, 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 I might've like messed those words up a little oh, bit. But, it's still leading down um, the right path. <laughs> yeah, no, we, it, it, it literally was like, um, for each show, I kind of do like these little audiograms that we post like socially on, on Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. Uh, yeah. that was a little clip from, episode two um uh, the first actual interview that i did on on the show is a great friend of mine uh zach Zenios, who uh is a former marine and um now he's a yoga instructor and, and trainer and just just an incredible human being and just incredible spirit but like that actual clip like has been yeah. featured on multiple shows oh wow yeah uh, it's yeah. just incredible like that, that that you went there because it is so true it's 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 what we say to ourselves. Um, when we're by ourselves, that ultimately mm-hmm. is what we say to the world. Um, yeah. you know, about outward, who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. about, about mm-hmm. who you are and, and about how, you know, you, you view and, you know, really your perspective of the, of the world. And then you talked about um, loving yourself and, you know, like filling your own cup first. Another consistent mm-hmm. kind of theme across every episode. It's like um, 
everybody we're talking to, like they're here for reasons. They're here because they're trying to impact others. And I think we all have the opportunity to really change the world if it starts with just one person a day. Um, but if you don't take care of yourself first, um, if you don't put, you know, if Frank doesn't put Frank first, if Charles yeah. doesn't put Charles first, uh, then ultimately, like, I'll never be able to impact uh, mm. the world in the way that I want to. So, um, you know, one thing that, that, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about uh, is, is the fitness component. You know, um, I myself, you know, ha- was a bodybuilder for 10 plus years. You know, I've, I've lived in the gym. I've trained people in person. I've trained thousands of people online. Um, it, it really sits deep at my core of, mm-hmm. you know, the, the physical. Like we have this one body, this one vessel that we get to really experience yeah. this life in. Um, and I know for you, obviously, um, fitness is going to a huge component of, of your life. Maybe not what it was um, at one point. Um, but how do you, how do you use, you know, fitness and taking care of your, your body, uh, to ultimately, you know, carry over into your life as an entrepreneur, your life as a coach, your life as your life as a, as a speaker, what role does this fitness really play, uh, in your life? Yeah. I think we gotta make fitness make sense for people these days. Uh, besides the looks, Mm-hmm. And of course, the health is important, you know, longevity. Yep. But when we understand the concept of, I'm going to go right back to those thoughts because it's yeah. so crazy. Um, four things control our thoughts, really, like I, aside from the education. Mm-hmm. But the four things that I really focus on within my thought patterns is exercise, sleep, food, and water. Okay. In that order or... No, no order. Oh, all okay. of these, all of these are equally important. Okay. Without one, you can't have one without the other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I I need these four components if I want success consciousness. And a lot of times, like, how do you think like you're going to perform like a like a champion? How do you think you're going to like really thrive in your business when you don't keep, take care of your health? Mm. Right. When you don't take care, in other words, when you don't take care of your thoughts. Right. And again, if we understand thoughts are a lifestyle, boom, that's the connection. Mm-hmm. So health is what creates those thoughts and which creates the lifestyle. I hope that makes sense for you guys. Then I need to focus more on my health. I need to focus more on exercise. I need to focus more on sleep. I need to focus more on nutrition. And I need to focus more on my water intake because the very simple thing is this. Um, they say the lack of sleep is equivalent to a six pack of beer. Oh, wow. Like in the negative effects on, on your body. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you are not taking care of your, actually my Siri is going off right now. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so when you don't, get she the was, she was confirming the statement that you just said, right? <laughs> Siri, exactly. Siri at all. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And, and then when, when you think about like not, not getting enough water, you actually shrink your brain. Your brain shrinks. And that's linked to Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. right? And so, and even our our brain has to work much harder than a healthy brain could could function at when it has when it's hydrated. So again, slight thoughts, man, they lead to slight actions. And slight actions could be the death of you. You gotta take care of the little things in your health, those four components is what I really focus on for my life. So, you know, I'm working out five times, five times a week, at least. Um, I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, conscious of what I, what I'm taking in my body. I'm, I'm a vegetarian and, um, I'm, I'm just conscious of like what proper foods do I need to intake in order to like feel great, to, to have that vitality and energy. So like all those things are important in my sleep. I I get at least seven hours and thirty minutes of sleep. That's that's my goal. I average that throughout mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. And are you are you tracking that at all? Or mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't use like um, like the app any okay. like like any bands. I don't want any bands on me or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I I do. I, I'm shutting down at a certain time. All right, let me make sure no there's no TV in my room and because I want this I want my room to feel like a, a place of rest. 
Mm. Right. So that that's important. And for me, so, you know, doing those little things. So the four key, the four key components, food, water, exercise, sleep, mm-hmm. um, in no particular order, but we no want to dial those, dial those four in. How can I improve in that? Like ask yourself, what of those four things, where am I really, where do I suck? <laughs> like what, where can I improve on? Like how can I start showing up in these areas? What, what are the steps that I need to, what is one step that I can take in each of these areas in my life? Yeah. You, um, you dropped a, you dropped a word or a combination of words that I don't believe I've heard used, uh, together. Um, so I'm curious in, in kind of, um, I understand them individually and I believe I understand what they mean together, but success consciousness, um, you said that in, you know, in kind of prepping and, and laying the groundwork for uh, the exercise component. But um, what is success consciousness? You know, like what is Charles like? Is this is this something that you've kind of created in in your speaking and in teaching? Yeah, I I, I, coined, I coined the phrase okay. uh, success consciousness, and it, it's very simple. Like this, the concept of getting the greater reward. Okay, that's it. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. so what's the greater reward for my life? And, and when it comes to health, Got it. I can choose McDonald's or I can I make some food at home, right? So you can choose failure consciousness or you can choose success consciousness. It's just choosing the greater reward. There was, like, there was a study done, I think it was a Stanford Marshmallow experiment, and they tested preschool children on their, their level of patience and self-control. Are you pulling out? <laughs> marshmallow test. Yeah, yeah, Testing yeah. Self-control by Walter, Walter Michel. Yeah, right. So incredible. when we talk about greater reward, you have to have self-control. You have to have discipline. So, you know, in my book that's coming out next year, we talk about those those pillars of success consciousness. And it's simply just getting the greater reward, choosing the greater option for your life. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. I think if we can just go back, I mean, 20 minutes uh, when we were discussing kind of big picture vision and big picture strategy. It's like um, when you're mapping, you know, you're mapping out your future, um, you know, think like this future self of me, this accomplished individual, this person that's impacting the world. Does he eat, you know, use McDonald's or like a healthy meal? Like, like mm-hmm. what is he, what is he eating actually? Like the, like the new version of me as I'm mapping my, my life yeah. out, like yeah, thinking about, thinking about all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so powerful. Yeah, no, I love, I love the, um, delayed gratification whole concept. And yeah, I mean, the fact they, I think they study the kids for like 40 years later on. And it's like right. the ones that were able to say, no, I'll wait to get the second marshmallow went on, scored higher SAT scores, um, got better jobs. They were more successful than the, the more children successful who did not. Over, over, I mean, yeah. not just in the short term, like not just right. as children, but I mean, they they track them for like forty plus years. For so, life, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the so the book is the Marshmallow Test: Mastering Self Control. I don't know if that's the same one that you read, but it's actually written mm. by Walter Michel, um, who was one of the one of the scientists that was involved in the during action. that time. I think it was like I don't want to say it never, but in the seventies, was it? 60s it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was 60, 70s. Yeah. Um, 68, but, maybe. yeah, but all the maybe. concepts are, are, I mean, are still super relevant, obviously yeah. to today. So, um, great. You know, I think, um, you know, great, great segue here. It's let's, um, you know, let's talk about kind of your, your thrive tribe, you know, your, you know, your, your coaching, your events. I know you're running kind of events. I know you have one coming up here locally in Tampa. Uh, we have yeah. quite a, you know, quite a large local, local audience here. So, um, yeah. you know, what is, what is the Thrive Tribe? What's, what's this retreat about? You know, kind of like what's, you know, what's Charles up to, to these days? What's his, what's his goal and what's his impact in the world? Yeah. You know, so like the Thrive Tribe idea is really, I, w- I want to get people together who, who want to make something of themselves. Um, and, and that's, that's just in a nutshell, if you want to make a difference and if you want to leave this world, knowing that you weren't just created to live, but you were created to give life, that is like, this is your tribe. Mm. And, um, we, we, you know, like we want to do great things in the community, serve in the community. We, we, we want to, you know, build each other up. So I know we, we thrive off of community. So this is why I want to create the Thrive Tribe. And it's a national thing, you know, but locally here in Tampa, we get an opportunity to, to come together. Um, 
So, you know, with the retreats and the, the Thrive experiences that I put on here, the ones coming up uh, November 21st is the Thrive Tribe Retreat. And this is really about escaping fear to find your power. Um, I, I believe that there's fears that we need to find, fears we need to get over, and fears we need to conquer. And I want to spend the time breaking down those things and, and really gearing it towards entrepreneurs and leaders in our community who are the ones in the forefront, who are the ones changing lives, impacting. And honestly, it, it might feel like we don't even have time for ourselves to, to really properly fill ourselves back up. I know we might read books. I know we might take time for ourselves 10 minutes, 30 minutes here, 60 minutes throughout the day. But what about if we can spend a whole day resetting, recharging? And, and, and really getting the, the life purpose connected to what we're doing. That's exactly what we're going to spend our time doing at the Thrive Tribe Retreat November 21st at Armature Works. Awesome. And I mean, I've, I've been so open and transparent in, you know, kind of community and fellowship and, and how that's impacted my life. And you no, know, plugging yeah. into circles like this, plugging into events like this. I mean, I've been attending masterminds and, and different events, both locally and, and around the country, you know, for the last three years. Like it's played such a role. Like, like I said yeah. before, I would not be standing here today doing this podcast with you um, if it wasn't for, you know, the communities that I've been involved in, the events that I've been in. So, so we'll make sure that we link up and, and kind of share, you know, where people can find more out um, about this Thrive, Thrive event. But uh, break it down. Like what, what would people expect, you know, over, over the course of, a, it's, it's a day long event, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a day long experience. Um, first of all, like you, you're going to have yoga stretching there. Um, we're going to have a hit workout, uh, high, high intensity and returning. Okay. Uh, we're also going to have some of my great friends that are going to tag along to be a part of this experience. So uh, we're going to talk about love and relationships. We're going to talk about gut health. We're going to talk about find your truth and combating comparison. Mm. And what people can really expect during this full day experience is identifying the fears that's taming your calling, relationships, and your happiness. You're going to discover the five places where you can really find and activate that passion that's that deep passion that's where you feel like now I I know exactly what I want to do and I'm on fire to do it. We want to ignite that that passion back. I think a lot of times we go through the motions and we we lose that zeal. So that's what we're going to focus on there as well. Uh, you're going to learn the four components of creating a worthy legacy. Um, we need legacy. Mm. Like you know, when, when we think about the great names that exist, when we think about Bob Marley, Michael Jordan, when you think about Oprah Winfrey, you think about legacy. And there's a legacy tied to your name, too, when you say your name, right? And legacy is not something that we just live, like something that we leave. It's something that we live right now. So I, I want people to start really reel, reeling in my legacy thoughts. I want, mm. I want people to start being intentional with, with that um, because, you know, we can get so caught up into to the influencers of the world and, 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 and not really caring about what's going to leave um, a, a generational change for the, the world. So we, we want to focus there, man, too. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, building a magnetic influence for, for those you lead. Uh, so many more things. We're going to have a 90-day plan of action that you're going to create there. That's going to be a workshop where you're going to walk away, not just motivated, but you're going to walk away with actionable steps to achieve that big goal that you have for yourself. How can I move there to, towards the finish line? So much more. And I think the coolest part about it is you get a part, you get to be a part of a community, a community of influencers. And if this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, head to the Thrive Tribe Retreat, excuse me, Thrive Tribe Retreat. That's T-H-R-I-V-E, Tribe, T-R-I-B-E, Retreat.com. And I would love to see you guys there, man. And yeah, it's going to be an awesome experience. Yeah, no, amazing. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll link all that up in the, in the show notes. Um, guys, I've said it, you know, hundreds of times on on every single episode. I mean, we were, we were all created for a specific purpose and it's not until we, you know, fully learn to harness that potential living inside of us and really, um, harness that belief that we have, 
um, can we, you know, can we ultimately create uh, what I've coined, you know, our own superhuman, our own superhuman life. And um, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, um, or if you're looking for a reason to get down to Tampa um, in, yeah. in November, um, it's one of the only places that you can probably still go outside in, in a tank top and shorts at that time <laughs> of the year. So if you're looking to get away from the north, um, this is a reason to this is a reason to go take the trip down. Uh, meet Charles. Uh, there's a good chance that I'm going to be there. I know some of the other speakers um, that you got lined up, and it's a powerful, powerful bunch. So, you. Um, you know, 100% supporting everything I can do for that. So, as we wrap it up here, uh, Charles, you know, I, I always have one question. I kind of like to wrap it up and, and end it with, um, you know, before we kind of give you the opportunity to to to, to let it p- other people know where where they can find you at. But, you know, I share with you, you know. Uh, when we initially spoke and I invited you on the episode, kind of the mission behind the podcast and, and how it's tied into, you know, my life and my journey and what I'm ultimately looking to do. And, you know, for, for me, I mean, the, the, sh- the, the mission of the show is to help men break free from the shackles of addiction through the power of faith and fitness. So, you know, I know your story wasn't tied with addiction, but we talked a lot about fear. We talked about, you know, stepping into your fear and, you know, coming out of that and, and stepping in your faith and overcoming these depressions. But if you, you know, we're speaking to the guy uh, or girl out there right now, uh, that's, that's really got something in their life. That's, that that's holding them back, whether that's um, an addiction um, or a doubt or a fear. Um, you know, what's, what's one thing that, that you would say to them to, 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 to let them know that it's, that it's going to be okay. And they have something truly greater um, inside of them uh, and ultimately come out. Like, let's, let's talk to that person. Let's just wrap it up and give you an opportunity, um, you know, to, to, to really have an impact here. If I could say one thing, I would say, you know what you want to do. And you know, if you continue to live in your addiction, you will never discover that. And with you knowing what you know, what you know for sure, why don't you take a step at being brave? Why don't, I mean, like we got one life to live and it's completely up to us how we want to live it. And it's not over. Although we might've like stumbled in, in fall, it's not over. We can get back up again. If you can look up, you can get up. Les Brown once said that. <laughs> um, so just try that. I mean, honestly, I, during that time in my life, when I think about where I was, I used to be addicted to living in fear. That's, and it was comfortable. It was comfortable being there. But success never happens in our comfort zone. Success happens when we're stretched, when we're challenged. When, when we do things that take us to the breaking point of, of failure in the unknown. So I challenge you guys to don't get comfortable with your addiction. Let's break it. Like, and don't break it alone. Break it with people who will fight for you, who will stand for you, who will hold you accountable. That's what I would say. Awesome. No, it's so so powerful and so true. Um, you know, dealing, coming from somebody that's, that's dealt with this, his, his entire life, like, um, all of those dreams that you have, like, like what you, what you dream about when you close your eyes at night, what you see when you close your eyes during the day, it's, it's all there for you. Um, it's scary. It's fearful, but step into it. Um, and like you said, don't do it alone. Find a tribe, um, whether it's a thrive tribe, um, yeah. or we have a tribe online guys. Don't forget that, uh, you can check out the superhuman, uh, superhuman life podcast on Facebook. Um, we got a group, you know, like-minded individuals all here to support and grow each other. So Charles, man, I 100%, man, I'm so incredibly blessed just to have you here, man. It's, it's been an Thank incredible, you, incredible Thank talk. Um, we got the thrive tribe retreat coming up. Come on. Yeah. Where else can people find Charles online? Um, are you, are you anywhere socially active or yeah, uh, what's the best place if, if they want more of Charles Clark after this, after this conversation? I would say hit me up on the ground. Uh, okay. D Charles Clark at D Charles Clark. Yeah. I, w- I would love to connect with you guys. Slide in my DM, ask me a question. Uh, if you, if you wanted to, to know a little bit more about this story today on this, on your podcast. And, and thank you so much for allowing me to be on your podcast today and to share this message. I really appreciate it. Man. 
Absolutely, man. The honor is the honor is all on this side. I know there's uh, was incredible talk. I'm excited for everything that you have coming up. I'm here to support. Uh, like I said, guys, Thrive Tribe Retreat, Tampa, Florida. Uh, make sure you check it out. Charles Clark on IG, the Charles Clark. Um, and guys, once again, we just thank you for tuning in here today. We hope you found so much value in this episode. I know there was tons to take away. Um, and if you did, um, you know, like we've shared before, this podcast is 100% free. We're not monetizing it in any way at all, but it is mission driven. Um, we're really trying to impact and, and help inspire others. So, um, if you found value in this and if this is something that, that really helped you maybe step into more of that fear, step into your own calling. Um, if you could do us just two things, if you could first leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you are listening to, um, coming from a digital marketer, that is what helps the algorithm. So the more, uh, the more comments, the more subscribers, the more likes, ratings, reviews that we can get, um, the more people that ultimately iTunes and these platforms are going to put this podcast in front of. So, um, in order for us to reach and impact more people, we need your help. So if you found value, make sure to leave us a rating and review. And if you could share it with just one other person, whoever it is in your life, somebody that you know is dealing with something and needs to step into their fear today um, and needs to step into their true calling, just drop them a link or send them our way. But guys, so incredibly blessed to have all of you here today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Superhuman Life. For Charles Clark, we got Frank Rich. Hope you all having a blessed day and take care. Love you all.